I'm Chloe. And I'm Heather. Together, we're your hosts of the Wands and Water podcast. Each week, we'll be having candid conversations about things we found essential to healing while creating abundant lifestyles for ourselves, our clients, and our collective communities. We believe that the universe provides us everything we need to take control of our successes and especially of our failures. We'll be operating in realms outside of the mainstream, getting a little spiritual, a little witchy, and a lot open about the things that can often be too hard for most to talk about. We'll be walking our shadow selves into the light one step at a time together. Combined, the two of us have over 10 years of social media management, teaching, educating, and coaching experience. We'll share some of the awkward, uncomfortable, yet enlightening growing pains that come with practicing, living, manifesting, and honoring the most abundant lives we can. Each month holds a different theme of healing as we move through the year. And each week we release a new episode discussing book quotes and passages, sharing practical magic spells and insights, shadow work, hearing expert interviews, and of course, plenty of reflection. This podcast is a production that is one facet of the collective healing community we've established called the Shadow Collective. You're welcome here. You are safe here. You are loved here. Subscribe to the Wands and Water podcast wherever you like to listen. And if you love our podcast, consider joining our community on Patreon to get access to loads of exclusive Shadow Collective content. In healing, abundance, and light, Ashe. Welcome to the official season one, episode one of the Wands and Water podcast. Each week, Chloe and I sit down and cover various topics that we find essential to healing. But this week, we're discussing the book, Wherever You Go, There You Are. This is a book that we're using for our book club on Patreon. So feel free to join. Um, Book blurbs, as what this episode is, is a beneficial series where we dive deep into the text of books we've found useful to us in healing. Um, we have live discussions about it. There's exclusive graphics and community uh, like writings and um, community discussions in the book club offered on the second and third tiers of our Patreon. So if you love the book blurbs episode each month, like definitely head over there and check that out because we go deeper uh, in, in, in Patreon. Into that, yeah. <laughs> and um, <laughs> so wherever you go, there you are is by John Cabat. In PhD. He is, um, this book is just more than a clear and practical guide to meditation. And it's just really filled with a lot of profound insight. The chapters, you guys are really short. They're like one to two, three pages max. It's like my favorite thing about this exactly, book. Exactly, right? They're easily digestible. It's like a two minute read that you could do maybe right before bed in the middle of the day really quick, or maybe as soon as you get up in the morning. Um, and these are thoughts that you will find you can take with you the rest of your day and then you know hopefully these habits resonate with you and you can take them through with you for the rest of your life. John Kabat-Zinn PhD you guys he's the founding director of the Stress Reduction Clinic and the Center for Mindfulness and Medicine Healthcare and Society at the University of Massachusetts Medicine School as well as the professor of medicine Emer Emeritus, sorry. And what that is. Emeritus? Emeritus, yes. It's just a board. He's on a basically board of, you know, he, he's on a board of people that run, run things. <laughs> um, he's important. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, he's also the author of Full Catastrophe Living, 
which is another really great book if you haven't dove into it already. He does mention it a little bit in this book. The full book, you know, obviously happened earlier. And then co-authored with his wife, they did Everyday Blessings, which is a book, um, another great book, filled with, as it's titled, Everyday Blessings. And what I love about (laughs) this and the shortness of it is that he's able to really convey these really impactful, profound, philosophical sentences that are so short and concise and clear that it's really easy to just kind of be like, "Uh uh-huh, right? There's no fluff. There's no, there's no beating around the bush here. He gets right to it. Yeah. I love how accessible he makes everything. And it's like the word mindfulness is like one of those buzzwords right now, especially in this time where everybody's like noticing that the world's on fire like suddenly we're all we're all I mean white people are all awakened Mm -hmm. to the fact that like the world is just well America and let me speak for America is like burning Mm -hmm. and so we're like just be mindful right but like what does it even mean and he does an amazing job of being like this is what it is like take it or leave it but it's here for you you know and like at its core mindfulness is really just being present right so we spend so much time in our lives, worrying about the future, right? Thinking about things that we hope don't happen or hope do happen or, you know, what could happen, like wondering about it. Um, and so much time, like just living in the past, right? Like beating ourselves up for stuff that we did in the past, thinking about experiences that we had in the past. And usually we're not living in the past in a positive way. We're not like revisiting our first kiss and like letting ourselves feel that excitement again right like we're thinking about shit that you know maybe we said when we were 12 that was like offensive that now we're like cringing about or we're thinking about how like we missed an opportunity or how somebody hurt us so mindfulness in practice is really just removing ourselves from existing in the past or the future and existing right in this present moment and it's like can be as simple as like feeling what's going on in your body in this moment it can be as simple as like just faithfully observing what's happening Mm -hmm. around you um, and just like being still. And he talks a lot about how being still and being is different than just like, I don't know. You can be still without being mindful and being present. Yeah. yeah. Did you have anything you wanted to add before we get into our quotes? Um, Sure. This, I wanted to add that, you know, mindfulness is a really important factor to everyday you know life I think mindfulness being mindful I think is something that we take for granted um you know like I know I definitely did you know for you know even now there are days I say I could probably be a little bit more mindful (laughs) um but that's the process of learning right um but being mindful in the moment and taking everything in I think especially now the reason why I say it's taken for granted is because you know we have our phones right Um, I know I've talked about on my stories, the idea of not looking at my social media for the first two hours when I wake up in the day. And when I said that I had, my inbox was flooded with about 50 to 55 different comments or reactions to that story saying, wow, I should really do that. Or, you know, like, what does that do for you? Or that's a really smart idea. And it's, you know, it kind of opened my eyes to, you know, obviously this theme that we're in 21st century technology, 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 that, you know, like our, the access that we have to our phone and all of our real resources really inhibits us from just being Mm -hmm. in the moment because there's always something, but the luxury of being mindful can change your life. That's such an amazing point that you brought up because like, 
a lot of times the things that we do are efforts to escape and the phone is just like at this point basically universally accessible method of escapism that you can just turn on and off in an instant so that was a really important point that you brought up and not for nothing y'all but like mindfulness is free Mm -hmm. (laughs) like it doesn't cost you shit and it can change your life so like it's worth giving it a think, giving it a try. And it's hard. It's not easy. Um, even though it seems simple and it seems easy in practice, it's really difficult. And so like, <clears throat> don't feel like, you know, I tried it. I tried it. I tried to be mindful and it didn't work. It's like, no, you just keep trying. Absolutely. <laughs> you know, like you'll get better. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I'm going to start with this quote here. Cool. So it says, we are only partially aware at best of exactly what we're doing in and with our lives and the effects our actions and more subtly our thoughts have on what we see and what we don't see, what we do and what we don't do. For instance, we usually fall quite unaware into assuming that we are thinking the ideas and opinions that we harbor at any given time are quote unquote, the truth about what is out there in the world and in here in our minds. Most of the time it just isn't so. So I, this quote hit me a little bit because it's just so on the money. Like we, <clears throat> we assume that because we think something or because we feel something that it's the truth and we don't often examine what we're telling ourselves um, to make that happen. And a lot of times what we're telling ourselves when it's unexamined is coming from the shadow, is coming from our subconscious, is coming from places of insecurity and not really grounded in truth. And so being mindfulness is a tool to kind of interject in that cycle and say, okay, wait, I'm going to actually take control of what I'm thinking about in this moment, how I'm perceiving things in this moment. And then I can get in when we do that, we can get like a clearer picture of where we're at and where we want to go. But if we don't interject in that way, we're totally living in this like false sense of reality. Absolutely. And I feel like that brings in that, like a sense of accountability, right? Like you're only really aware if you hold yourself accountable to the thoughts that you're having. Right. And Mm -hmm. like, I love the whole, the beginning part where, especially that first bit, you know, we are only partially aware at best of what exactly we are doing in and with our lives and the effects of our actions. And I feel like, you know, that's really true, especially now in the time that we're in, in COVID, where, you know, a lot of people are experiencing more solitude now than they ever have in their life. And maybe people mm-hmm. who have been living a more life in solitude are living more extreme cases of that now with everything going on. Um, I feel like, you know, it's really easy to spend a lot of mental time in what was, you know, like, or how we wish things were. And when you spend, you know, that's a danger, right? It's dangerous, as you've said before, to not, to make it a habit to not spend some time in the moment, just because it, you're doing exactly that. You're not, you're not being peaceful and okay, but taking that accountability to notice that you're either thinking about the past too much or thinking about the future too much. That's the first step. Snaps for you. Thank (laughs) you. What's your, what's your next Um, quote? My, my quote that I have that I'll start with is the sincerity of your efforts matters far more than elapsed time. We are really talking about stepping out of minutes and hours and into moments which are truly dimensionless and therefore infinite. 
And I love this Mm. quote. Love, love, love this quote because it kind of dips its toes into the idea of your actions are far more impactful than the ideas of wishing or, or shoulda, woulda, coulda. And it kind of goes back into what I was just saying about spending a lot of time, like your quote before tying in beautifully is not really spending our time in that moment and how it can be dangerous. And we're only really there certain small parts of the day, but the reality is, is when we're being intentful, which is something that we talk about a lot and being mindful of the time that we're present in, we can have the beauty of being open to these little moments of life. You know, like you might be out on a walk in nature or taking a drive. You might see something absolutely awesome. And that moment right there you can take that memory with you, right? Because what do we, what do we have of the past is memory and how it made us feel. We can't go back. Mm -hmm. There's no point, you know, like, yes, if you need to resolve, you know, issues or emotions, you know, there's a process for that. But I personally myself can relate because I have spent, you know, a lot of time just unnecessarily wallowing in pity because I was just sad about what didn't work out. And we all do mm-hmm. that. But there, when we look forward, there has to be, like the quote says, that sincere effort because that, that moment and in, in that effort in being mindful is going to last us so much longer and it's going to give us such more of a better feeling. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it also speaks to that um, like elasticity of time. And how we control, and I think you kind of already talked about this, but just to put it, I guess, more of a fine point on it, it's like we control the depth that specific moments have if we're paying attention. If we're not, they can manifest themselves, right? Like that one traumatic moment that we had can manifest itself throughout years of our lives. You know, like you said about all the time spent wallowing about things that used to be or that you wish were or like that could have been different. Um, it's like we extend those moments. Those moments happen very quickly, but we extend them. We give them that infinite life. But we can also do that to positive things. Like you said, right? Like that moment in nature, like that moment with our, you know, our best friend or our lover, or like that moment that we had with ourselves where we just felt the wind on our face and we really fucking mm-hmm. enjoyed it. Like we get to decide which moments become infinite. Um, we have that power. And a lot of times we leave that power on the table. So I'm really glad you yes. brought that up. And again, with that powerful, you know, leaving that powerful power on the table. I love that. That actually flows right into my next quote, which is we pay a high price for this mistaken and unexamined assumption for our almost willful ignoring of the richness of our mm-hmm. present moments. Mm-hmm. And that quote, man, mm-hmm. <laughs> I was like, you didn't have to read me so hard. (laughs) But he spilled the tea all over us, right? Because it's just so true. And I was talking to our friend Rachel the other day, and she was reading this book by somebody else. I don't remember the name of it or anything. But essentially, she said that it made her make a timeline, right? From like birth and mark like where she is now. And assuming she lives until 101, right? And really map it out. And it was like jarring how short it is, you know, and how um, she was being very practical about it. Like, I only have realistically 75 years, best case scenario, if I'm living to 101, 
that's not a lot of time. And that's, it was even less than that, but like, that's not a lot of time when you really think about it. We live, we exist for such a short blip. Um, and when we allow that time to pass without our thoughtful examination, without our, our intentional interjection, and we just let these unexamined assumptions kind of go through and they steal from us the essence of our life. And so that's the high price that he's talking about. And it is really, it's our responsibility if we want to have like a wholesome and healthy life to interject and say like, what's really going on here, right? Like don't engage in that willful ignorance um, of all of the blessings that we have. And one of the ways to do that is with gratitude, right? Like that is a mindful practice when you say, especially when you're feeling bad and you take a moment to say, okay, but what's going right? It's like, that is a mindful practice that kind of, beats down those unexamined assumptions yeah and i mean like that what everything that you just talked about i mean it's extremely hard to do and i feel like the hardest part of people mm-hmm. taking that time to be mindful right the, the main excuse is like i don't know how to sit still or i don't know you know i don't know how to i don't know how to not think you know i don't know how to clear my mind or i don't know how to I don't know how to, where do I start? You know, all of those questions are valid. However, you know, like there's a reason why it's so difficult. There's a reason why it's so difficult to be connected with yourself. And because of look at all the things that we do to run away from that, right? All the things that we do to run away from our Mm -hmm. true self and run away from, from all of these things in our life. Um, so, you know, like that's also, you know, I would take that as a high price too for, for, for not knowing mm-hmm. that because we're just ignorant and we're comfortable with who we are and we're not ready to take the leap to maybe get a little bit closer to ourselves and be mm-hmm. mindful because you might be scared for what you might think of. I don't, you know, I don't know. Um, but you're, mm-hmm. when you do that, you're, you're kind of, you know, you're turning the left cheek to, a, you know, a, a, a valley side where the grass might be a lot greener, you know, you're, you're missing that opportunity. Right. And th- it, it might be the opportunity that was meant for you to make you feel like you have everything that you need. <laughs> and that is a really, mm-hmm. that's a really high price to pay too, as time goes on. If, if that's something that happens, I know that's happened to me. <laughs> yeah. 100%. Everything that you said, just agree, 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 yeah. agree. And, and I can, I'll go into my next quote here, um, where he talks about generosity is another quality, which like patience, letting go, not judging and trust provides a solid foundation for mindful practice. And all of these things, like I said, are extremely difficult, right? Like, well, starting with patience, Mm -hmm. like being a not everybody is a patient person. It's not in everybody to be patient. Um, I disagree. It is in everybody, but not everybody. There we go. That's what I meant to say. I meant like right off the bat, right? (laughs) After work. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, (laughs) After the time and the effort. (laughs) Um, Right, right, right. Patience, letting go, you know, letting go is something that is a difficult task. There are things that are a part of us that we've taken with us that are really hard to let go Um, but it's important for us to do that because when we let go of things, we make space for the things that are more beneficial for us, or we make space for us to learn more lessons, or we make, we just make space for more of, of abundance that's available to come to us. 
And I want to spend a minute on non-judging or spend a second on the Mm non-judging because that's really important. And generosity, kind of like patience, letting go, trust, mindfulness practice, you know, compassion and forgiveness is also, I feel like is in there as well. Um, because mm-hmm. there's a, there's an active forgiveness that has to come in with non-judging when you might be sitting at a time where you're thinking about something. And like you said, all of these like thoughts start flooding into your head, right? Like what happened when you were 12 or when you were 13 and because all of those things are going to come up when you do start to be mindful, right? But starting to be non-judgmental mm-hmm. about them, like, what does that mean? It means that you don't say things like, I'm, I'm upset about how I handled that. Or it means that, or I was wrong to do that, right? You're judging yourself. You're judging yourself in a, in a predisposed way before you even got to the meaning of why you really did that thing, right? If you really don't know the root of that, then you're, you're missing out. That's another high price that you pay when you don't dig fur- further to the root. Another, another non-judgment yeah. could be towards somebody else, you know, like walking down the street and judging somebody based on what they're wearing or how they look or whatever, you know, whatever it is. And the reason I want to spend a minute on that is because judgment is how is how this society is fueled. We make judgments and decisions and choices that fuel and foster our lives based on the things that we like and the things that we dislike. And that is something that is not natural. That is something that is, you know, systematically put upon us to make decisions and to go through life making decisions that we like and what we don't like. And that's pretty much it, right? It doesn't include anything about Mm -hmm. being open-minded. It doesn't include anything about having compassion or being sympathetic or being empathetic because all of that stuff leads you to, you know, fostering individuality god forbid and you know like mm-hmm. a lot exactly. of capitalism and, like people may be doing things for themselves so when we when we go back to these very natural things of non-judging and being open and accepting to everybody and forgiving yourself for all the things that you've done and moving forward in a non non-judgmental light you're able to move forward in seeing the light in almost everything and everyone and that is a, the found, like, that's really, like, it's, like he says, a solid foundation of mindful practice is starting with that peaceful, yeah. harmonic, you know, patient, you know, like, ohm, all of that. It's the, it's the foundation of mindful practice and trusting in yourself that you can do that and mm-hmm. not being afraid that sitting down for five minutes and just being quiet with yourself, that's not going to rock your world so hard that you can't go through your day. You know, you don't, it doesn't have to be that deep. You could just listen to your breath for two minutes. That's being mindful. Yeah. What does it sound like? And it sounds stupid to a lot of people, but trust that if you, even that alone, like we've talked about washing your hands, it's just, it's practice, a discipline, a practice, and it's hard. It really is hard and it gets easier the more you do it, but it's always hard. <laughs> like even masters, right? Like they will always acknowledge that it's hard. Um, and it, it might get easier, but it, it never gets easy. And I think this, this kind of folds right into my last quote, which is the path we call our life has direction. 
that it's always unfolding moment by moment and that what happens now in this moment influence what happens is what happens what happens is next <laughs> okay so this quote um i wrote a whole response about this on patreon like i go in on it but i just wanted to bring it up right now because i think it goes along with everything that you're saying and the reality is that like Every single moment of the day, we are moving in or out of alignment with our truest, highest self, right? We are moving somewhere, whether we consent to it or not. Time does not stand still. <laughs> so just because we're like, okay, wait, pause. Like, I don't want to have to make any active decisions about how I'm engaging right now. I'm just not going to engage. I'm just going to let life move me. It's like, you're still yeah. being moved, right? You're still going somewhere. And so if you are passive about it, you're going to wake up one day and be like, how the fuck did I get here? And a lot of us experience that, right? Like when we kind of turn off that active engagement, that active mindfulness, that active compassion, passive, like patient, non-judgment, active, passive, <laughs> I meant to say patient, that non-judgment, right? Like when we turn that off for any amount of time, we're going to wake up in a place that we don't recognize because we've let life carry us. And like you kind of mentioned before, like, the world that we live in is not created to lead us to our highest self. It is not created in the best interest of us as human people. It's not in the best interest of our like soul's journey. What it is in the best interest of is control money and like power. the stripping away of people's culture. Yeah, exactly. Power. And so if you are not an active agent of pause in your own life and you just let life lead you the life that we're leaving right now like collectively um it's not it's not designed to lead you to a good place so regardless of whether or not you acknowledge it you're moving somewhere and it's like this mindfulness is the tool that allows you to have that control over where you're moving and how you're moving and where you end up and when you leave that power on the mm -hmm. table, like we like mm -hmm. to say, you're giving that power away, right? And like the, the society that we live in is hungry for it. Like you said, it's hungry. It wants it. It's going to eat that all up, right? And so you just, it's, it's part of this active like interjection and saying, okay, like I'm going to break that cycle for myself and I'm going to live differently. And this is the start of that. And it's the start of like genuine, wholesome happiness, because it allows you to be in a place where you are grateful for everything that you have, where you need less, right? Where you're more giving, where you're more compassionate with others, because you're able to be more compassionate mm -hmm. to yourself, where you understand the blessings of existence, because you're taking a moment to acknowledge them. And when we don't do that, it can feel very like, we can get lost in that power in that greed um we can get lost in it and become a part of it or we can feel like the world is just beating up on us and sometimes like all it takes is doing something selfless for the sake of doing something selfless to get nothing in return to say actually my life's not doing too bad right like I feel pretty good and so there's so many different ways that we can do it but the only thing that's wrong is to be is to have like active disengagement yeah and yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I'll just snap. I'll just snap. I'll just snap. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> right? And I feel like I loved how you talked about that active decision to when you decide that you're going to, you know, be a better person and and be hold yourself accountable um and decide to be mindful. Like that's a really good decision. 
um, to make. But when you make that decision, you know, for a lot of people, it's kind of like, well, what now? Right. Like, what exactly does that mean? Does that mm-hmm. mean? Because we we do spend so much time in the opposite. It it leaves a, a couple of people confused. So what this book does and the reason why we love it so much and the reason that why we feel like it's so beneficial is because it does give you a pretty much like easy step by step direction that if what you need to how you can start from the basics and at at pretty much at the end of every little chapter that he has there's little tries right for you to actually try so he gives you exercises that you can you know breathing exercises or maybe he gives you something to think about maybe little prompts um and we can talk we talk about those more in our book club but these are really, again, tangible things. And here at the Shadow Collective, we love tangible things that you can take with you into your own life. Um, but he really does that. And one of the, you know, here's a, a quote on, like I talked before. Wait, just before you go into your quote, I want to just say too that, like, like you said, this is an amazing book for beginners that he breaks it down in a very simple way. That's great to start. But it's also like, if you're somebody who's like, I'm super mindful, like I meditate all the time. Like I'm very in touch. It's like, that's great. But this yes. is still for you. Um, there are still things in here that you can get from this. Like, don't think that because we're like, this is a great entry point that it's like, it's, it's still yes, for you. And I'm no, I'm so Sorry. glad that you said that because that is true. Like even for people that have been meditating for years and years and years, this is like, the best book to sit with. And even if you don't feel like you need a refresher, it's a really great book to just get some, like we said before, really key influences that you could take with you for the rest of your life. You know, being mindful is something that you already practice, then (laughs) you'll be able to do that. (laughs) Um, But in one of the ways that he does it, uh, my last quote that I'll get into here about how to go about being non-judgmental um, a non-judging orientation certainly does not mean that you cease knowing how to act or behave responsibly in society or that anything anyone does is okay. It simply means that we can act with greater, with much greater clar- clarity in our own lives and be more balanced, more effective, and more ethical in our own activities if we know that we are immersed in a stream of unconscious liking and disliking, which screens us from the world and the basic purity of our own being. And that, yeah, right. Oof, 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 oof. (laughs) That ties into everything that I talked about before with, you know, we make these decisions based on what we like and what we don't like. And that becomes a very dangerous habit when you don't leave your mind also open to possibility and open to imagination. And this structured society that we are, that unfortunately we've been plopped in, you know, we didn't create this, but we've been plopped in it. And now it's time for reprogramming. So it doesn't mean that you just you, you, you free flow and you don't have control and you just let the world, you know, like, as you said before, let the world decide where I go, you know, that's all that power that the table is filled with all of that power of possibility. If you don't take control of knowing who you are and making balanced decisions that are more ethical in your life, in your community, that benefit yourself, that raise your vibrations. And it's just really hard to do that in the society that we're in because we are taught to do the exact opposite, right? We're taught to be these Mm -hmm. corporate robotic, you know, structured, this is the path when in reality, 
you know, we look at stories where people are successful entrepreneurs that haven't been doing the, the quote unquote right thing since day one, and they are happier, more successful and more thriving than people that are doing the, the structured 40 years in one place and retire with this much. And it, it's just, you know, it's unfortunate that we've been living in this society and that, you know, we're, we're forced on this sense of fake security, which it is my thought really like mm -hmm. in, in my opinion this really fake sense of security because really this insecurity that we need to have is in ourselves we need to believe that we right. have all the power to make our dreams come true and be successful in every way that we feel like we want to be or that we can be yeah because when we do that we can show up for it in a way that makes it true right and like true wealth is not having a ton of financial security like that's nice it makes things easier for sure but like that's not true wealth true wealth right is physical health emotional health spiritual health mental health like having those things that's true wealth and that's that's something that everybody um has access to in varying degrees and i i would say completely but i know that you know people have real ailments that need addressing and sometimes it takes you know more than just being mindful but we all have access to what we need to improve our wealth and that exists outside of the societal expectations and norms that have been set for us especially like in America. Yeah, and it it's just like that's this stuff that we're talking about doesn't come easy because it's moving ourselves out of our comfort zones and I know I like I know I'm not alone when I say that moving out of your comfort zone is mm -hmm. you know completely difficult. Um, but it's so important. Mm -hmm. And I, you know, the reason why we're doing this, the reason why we're talking about this is because it is very important for you to be mindful of who you are. And, you know, the first part of it saying non-judging orientation doesn't mean that you not, that you cease knowing how to act or how to behave. It's actually the exact opposite. It's being so mm -hmm. vibrationally high and aware of situations because you can, you know, you're, you're living the Kings and the Queens of all the suits of the tarot. And that's how I like to live it when you right. write like, and I love that you just were like, right. Yes. Because I feel like in my own <laughs> life, when I'm trying to be going through my life situations, it's kind of like, I need to act like the Kings and Queens of these suits because they are boss ass bitches. You know, all of them, right. They have mm -hmm. been through it all seen through it all. They still go through it but their actions and their decisions are beneficial to their life. And, you know, it's, it's not being careless and being mindful isn't, you know, when you meditate, it's not clearing your mind. It's actually being intentful right. as to what you're putting in your mind. And being, um, like you said, non-judgmental of what flows through it and not holding on to something and trying to create meaning from it and just letting the thoughts that come up, come up and be released, right? Because you're inviting specific things. You're being very intentful, like you said, of what you're bringing into that mental space, but you're also just allowing what comes up mm -hmm. to come up and go with that non-judgment that you refer to. And I'm glad that you brought up the tarot too, because I felt moved to pull a card for this. Um, sorry if you guys heard it on the recording. I was shuffling before. Ooh. But <laughs> it the death card came wow. up. And I just think it's so appropriate because that's what mindfulness is all about, right? It's death to that 
active judgment that doesn't serve us, right? It's death to the lack of compassion. It's death to like maladaptive priorities, right? It's death to all those things. What the death card is about is like relinquishing things that don't serve us and making space for what does, right? And you can't see this card um, at home. I'll put a picture on the Patreon, but like, or on our Instagram, we can do it rather. Um, But the death card in the fountain tarot is this, it's like these trees that look like they're kind of in winter. So, you know, there's no life on the trees and there's a skull over top. And then it's like this beam of light coming down on this beautiful, like ghostly stag. And it's just like this invitation, right? That there's this space created and now something's coming forth that is beautiful and like mystical and gorgeous. And like, that's what happens when we relinquish these, these coping mechanisms that have been given to us by the society that we're in that actually are really, we, we, feel safe in them because it's what we're told is safe. But when we relinquish them, we realize that there is way more, (laughs) there is way more for us. Yeah, that is Um, so powerful. Oh my gosh, I love that. And, you know, everything that you said is, you know, on the money. Absolutely. And I, you know, I love that you talk about that, that transformative that, you know, when you do release this, that this is what's open, right? This is what's open to you. This what this is what might be available to you. Um, and that idea of transformation is what the death card is all about too. You know, like when things die, mm-hmm. when, you know, things are burnt to the ground and they die, you know, the idea of forest rebuilding themselves, you know, putting a tree dying and comes rebirth, you know, as above, so below, you know, that's something that you guys mm-hmm. might see a lot on our page. It's that idea too. At, if, if, you know, you take something, something else has to give, as with light, there is shadow. It's that universal, everlasting balance. Um, balance of being able to handle that. Yeah, and I can't add anything more insightful than what you just said. So I'm just going to wrap us up and say yes. thank you guys, really, from the bottom of our hearts from for joining us this week for our first official episode of yes. Season 1. <laughs> like, woot, woot. Um we're just like we're so thankful that you guys are here if you made it to the end like congratulations to you because you know (laughs) we did a lot of stuff yeah exactly exactly and so uh looking forward to our second episode we're gonna be doing a little practical magic (laughs) and talking about the elements of water um earth fire and and air, uh, the natural elements that the earth gives us, that the universe provides to us and how um, they affect us and how we can use them to increase our wealth. And so we're going to be spilling all that tea on the elements and their associations. We'll be dropping a spell that you can take with you into your healing practice and kind of breaking down what if spell is like a trigger word for you and you're like, that's not for me. Just like hear us out. (laughs) It's really not all that crazy. Um, yeah, we're going to get into it. And if you already know you're into it, go to the Patreon because like we have graphics and downloadable worksheets and like spell at a glance PDFs that you can download yes, and take with you. Yes. <clears throat> snaps, snaps, all of that. So thank you. Yeah. So thanks for tuning in. We're your hosts, Chloe and Heather of the Wants and Water Podcast. And don't forget to show us a little <laughs> love, you guys. Again, if you had fun with us as we've had a little laughs, being a little silly, talking about healing. If you enjoyed, please comment, leave us a review and slap on a quick five stars and make sure you're subscribed to keep up with, keep up with us every week. Leave a comment, follow, share and tag us on our Instagram at wands and water and keep listening for more on how you can be a part of 
or continue supporting the Shadow Collective. Dun, 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 dun. We want to thank all of our supporters who've cheered us on in building and creating for this amazing and insightful community. We love creating and sharing this space with you. If you'd like to continue to see and hear more from us, please support the Shadow Collective on Patreon, where we offer three affordable tiers of all exclusive TSC content, live streams, interviews, educational graphics, resources, and more. We also post daily on our Instagram at shadowcollective underscore official. Give our personal accounts a follow at at collectivelychloe underscore and at heatherholistically underscore to see what we're up to on a day-to-day basis. Last but not least, please feel free to check out our personal business pages. Heather's website is www.heatherholistically.com and my website is www.plantsbycloe.com where you can check out our terror services, blogs, shops, and more. Check out our socials for updates as well. Until next time, in healing, abundance, and light. Ashe. Ashe.